Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. We've got Darlene Arden with us today. She is fantastic. We've had her on in the past and uh, she's with us today talking about giving pets as gifts. She's the author of Rover Get Off Her Leg. She's also an award-winning writer and certified animal behavior consultant. And she's with us today here on the telephone. Giving dogs and cats and other animals as holiday gifts is becoming more and more commonplace. The holidays can be the best of times to welcome a new pet into your home, or they can be the worst of times. Uh, While the emotions and warmth of the season can inspire you to share your home with an animal, distractions can also make this a terrible thing to bring home a furry friend. And we've got animal expert Darlene Arden with us today. She uses her expertise to discuss giving pets as gifts and how it can be a nightmare for someone who is terribly unprepared and uh, Darlene thanks for joining us today why are pets popular during this uh, holiday as pets yeah, there was so many Presents, pictures sorry. at one time of little dogs and little kittens under the tree and the child being so happy on Christmas morning to see their new pet and it made it look like such a wonderful thing and that is such a fantasy because the reality is totally different to begin with you don't know whether or not the person actually the family actually wants another family member for whom they have to be responsible and no one's buying a pet for the kids they're getting it for themselves because children cannot be fully responsible for an animal to them it's like any other toy it's uh can you still hear me oh yeah i got you i got you no problem keep talking why otherwise i'm wondering just breathe once in a while so i know uh otherwise it's a nightmare because children can do things that are age specific to help and it does teach them about responsibility but no child can be fully responsible for a pet. And after a while, they want to play with the other toys. Also, if you're not just supervising, but understand body language and teach the child to be gentle, that's a recipe for disaster. The largest number of dog bites by far that are reported are from the family pet. This is because this time of year, you go on Facebook, You see all these videos that people think are cute of the child staring into the dog's eyes face to face, the child on top of the dog, the child pulling the dog's tail. You know, if the dog is patient up until that point, fine. But put the video camera down and supervise because before you can get there, that kid's going to be bitten. And... Yes, you can develop a wonderful relationship, but the issue is also bringing, even if the family wants a dog or a kitten and, or an adult adopted from a shelter so they know what they're getting, uh, even if they want it, this is exactly the wrong time of year. Unless you are totally antisocial and you're not seeing anyone, that's 
newcomer to the house doesn't realize he's home. You do. He doesn't. They have to start out in one room of the house. Uh, they have to be gently trained. And all of the hubbub of people coming and going and parties, it's so confusing. It's confusing for little kids. Imagine what it does for a puppy or a kitten. And until you have time to settle them in, you don't want to do that. Plus, there's always some guests who think it's funny to give them alcohol. Or yes. They yes. And then they poison them. And it's, or they grab at something themselves because it's food, or they can get trampled underfoot, or somebody leaves the door open and they escape. There are just so many hazards involved in the season. They can swallow decorations. They can eat something that has xylitol in it, like chewing gum. You know, the artificial sweetener is lethal to dogs and cats. But trying what they should do instead, if they really want a pet, is to get what I call the puppy or kitten layette. Get everything you're going to need for this newcomer. Have all the items wrapped for Christmas. If they're going to a shelter, get a gift certificate. If you're getting a specific breed from Breed Rescue or a legacy breeder, then, you know, if somebody takes credit cards, that's not a legacy breeder. That's somebody out to make a quick buck, and they're not checking health certificates. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff you have to do. Get a picture of the dog or cat and put that under the tree. Then when everything calms down and you have some time, the kids know it's coming, then you go and get the new little family member and introduce them properly. We've got Darlene Arden with us today. She joins us live here on the telephone, and uh, she's an animal expert, award-winning writer, and author. And uh, she's got several best-selling books, including Small Dogs, Big Hearts, Rover, Get Off Her Leg. And, of course, uh, she's a former member of the Dog Writers Association of America. And she's also the producer and host of her own cable TV program, Creatively uh, Speaking. It's a amazing, amazing uh journey today with Darlene Arden talking about giving uh, pets as gifts for the holiday. What what are some of the steps you need to take to basically uh, ensure that compatibility with a pet and an owner? Well, you have to spend some time. First of all, if people have allergies, they need to spend some time with that animal before they bring it home and see if it's triggering an allergic reaction. You'll also have to decide, you know, every puppy is cute, but it's programmed to be something when it grows up. If you like to run, that's great, but the dog for you when you go out running is not a chihuahua. Uh, If you, you know, there are plenty of dogs that enjoy exercise. If you are more sedentary, you certainly don't want a hurting breed that's going to hurt you, it's going to hurt the kids unless it has something to do. You really, and any dog, you should be involved in dog sports, but how active they are depends upon you and the dog and your family members. I mean, you know, somebody who looks at a Portuguese water dog as their first dog, it's like buying a Lamborghini as your first car. 
that's high maintenance. Those dogs are super intelligent, and they were originally bred to set the nets for the fishermen in Portugal. So they would dive under the water and, without any further instruction, knew how to set the nets. You get a porty at home, and they can get into the refrigerator. I know somebody who's an expert with that breed breeds them and has to padlock a refrigerator door because two of them manage to get it open all the time, no matter what she did. And she had to resort to a padlock and sent everybody pictures because as much of an expert as she was, she had to find a workaround for So it's, it's really interesting. And you want to use positive training with any dog, positive reinforcement, uh, Choke collars and prong collars are an absolute no-no. You want to build a positive relationship. I never understood what part of choke people didn't understand. They sometimes call them training collars as if changing the name would make it any less abominable. And you want to make sure everybody's on the same page. If you're doing upward conditioning, clicker training, even yeah. children can do it. So everybody has to be on the same page. Darlene Arden with us today. She's an animal expert. Um, when giving a pet as a holiday gift, is there anything else that should be included? Or or is it just, hey, here's a cute friend? <laughs> kind of break that down no, for me. No, no, never do that. First of all, find out if the people want it and are ready for a responsibility that can last up to 20 years yep. or more. Yep. In the case of cats. Be sure they're not allergic, that they can take the responsibility, that they can come home and walk it if it's a dog or arrange for walking or arrange for daycare, which can become pricey, but depending upon your occupation, maybe you can afford it. Uh, Maybe your employer will let you take your pet to work once it's house trained, but you have to take some time off you know, do it during a vacation and get down to the business of house training, no matter how big or how small the puppy is, and do it positively. And with the smallest breeds, it can be up until a year before they're reliably house trained. So I recommend that those owners sleep and sweat, because if they don't run outside with the dog, it's their fault if the dog has an accident. You don't yell at them. Uh, they need all of the accoutrements. If it's a cat, they need a sturdy cat tree, the sturdy bait, so they can't tip it over. For either, they're going to need dishes. Dogs use bowls. Cats use dishes. They need room for their whiskers, which are very sensitive, and most people don't realize that. So it's not the same kind of thing. They're not just little dogs. They are a whole other species. Uh, get appropriate toys. Don't get Mylar cat teasers for your cat, the interactive toy, because playing with the cat, you can cause the, uh, what is the equivalent of a paper cut on the mouth when the cat jumps for something and there's Mylar in it, which is terrible. Get some safe toys. There is no regulatory uh, agency or even a group to regulate pet toys. So it's rather like buying toys for a child, except you have to be extra cautious that there are no parts that can come off 
Yep. That there's yep. nothing they can swallow, that there's no metal. They particularly Definitely. have strong, you know, prey drive. You better pull out the squeak because you, they're going to get kill a squeaker first thing and swallow it. And you're probably going to end up with a really chunky vet bill for that. You want to be sure they have fresh water all the time and food on a regular schedule, and puppies need to eat more often, so do kittens. Cats tend to graze. Some people put them on a regular diet, and one veterinary behaviorist, uh, veterinary nutritionist, rather, who is uh, highly respected and lectures around the world, said basically they have a lot of small meals all day and all night, so the best thing you can possibly do is just put the food out. Well, I have wet food that I keep changing so it's fresh for my cat, and I have dry food out, and she gets her treats and has learned to train her, just like you can train a dog. Um, she could do more things if I had had more time at the time that I got her. It should take some time now. She's 16. So you see what I mean about the long-term commitment. She was three and a half when I brought her home perfectly wonderful to bring home an adult. The shelters are full of them. Most shelters will not adopt out during this season. Um, they'd like to know that people want the pet. But the problem is people get pets and haven't thought it through. Bring them home for the holidays and then the poor animals ricochet back into the shelters in January and the shelters are overflowing again because they didn't realize the commitment they were making. And it all takes time. They're not going to look like the dog or cat you see on TV who has a trainer standing behind the camera giving signals. And you can build a wonderful relationship. And for older children, it's the friend they can talk to who doesn't repeat anything. It's the one they can tell their problems to. Dogs are used in reading programs with children who aren't doing well reading aloud. The dog isn't judgmental. Cats can do it too. They make wonderful therapy animals. If you're getting yourself a pet and you want to do that to help other people, if your pet has the right temperament for it, you can go to nursing homes and to daycares for elderly people and spread some happiness around because most of them who haven't talked in a long time will suddenly start to talk and tell you about the dog or cat they had when they were younger. And it really does something wonderful for them. So, you know, start thinking beyond yourself and your family. It's a great family project, as are a lot of the, the sports. Understand that they have a lot of energy no matter what size, and you're really going to have to channel it. So there's some great sports for dogs. Uh, they also have cat agility now. And most people do a double take when I say, can train a cat. And in fact, that's in my book, The Complete Cat's Meow. There is nothing that you can't train a cat to do. However, once they learn, they can't unlearn it. They won't unlearn it. So don't teach them to open the cabinets in your kitchen or the drawers because those will be open all the time. Yep, yep. Do not teach your cat to flush the toilet because you think it's cute. 
it won't be cute when you get your first water bill. <laughs> yes. And that's happened to more people than I can count. And, you know, everybody thinks, isn't this clever? No. Somebody was upset that I didn't have toilet training your cat. So now it's not a normal position for a cat to be in. Get a box, clean it, get some self-cleaning boxes. Basically, you're not taking the cat out for a five-mile walk. This is pretty darn good. Some breeds need a little dog, need a lot of exercise. Yep. You can also teach your cat to walk on a harness and a leash. Use a harness. Every animal has a trachea. And with small dogs, they are prone to collapsing trachea. And if they don't already have one, they will. But you can trigger it. So you want to be careful about all these things. Anybody can call themselves a dog trainer. And there are, I think of somebody on television who does that, makes a lot of money. Everybody's busy picking up the masses that have been created. And the dogs have become aggressive, which is predictable. You can't use 60-year-old dog training techniques that nobody uses. There's a reason why we use science-based training now. So there's a lot to learn. Get yourself some books. Read before you, and good books. Read before you adopt or before you buy. Learn about the breed. Learn about positive training, about clicker training. Learn as much as you can, and before you take your dog to a training class, go and observe without the dog. If it doesn't feel right, go with your gut. Walk out. And if you're buying a puppy and you have done your research and asked, you know what the genetic problems are in the breed, and you ask the breeder, what are you doing to eliminate genetic, genetic problems? And they say, my dogs don't have any. Leave. Nothing that breathes is free of genetic problems. Yeah. We all have genetic problems. So, you know, you want to make sure that because it's, people spend more time looking for a dog or a car refrigerator than a dog or cat, because... It's a new family member, and it's not going to sit in the corner like a television set. And if you want to plant something in the backyard, get a tree. Don't just turn the dog out. Get out for walk with it. And for those who are incapable of getting out for multiple walks, a smaller dog that can use a litter box is fine. It will still need some exercise outdoors, but you don't have to drive yourself nuts if the dog is eliminating in a specific spot in a doggy litter box. I don't recommend that for a great thing, by the way. <laughs> We've got uh, Darlene Arden with us today. She joins us live. And uh, Darlene, uh, have yourself a uh, happy holiday, uh, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. And uh, we'll talk to you in the new year, my friend. I'll look forward to it. Thank you. You have a wonderful Christmas and a happy, healthy New Year. Definitely. Thank you, Darlene. Appreciate it. Darlene Arden with us today. We're going to take a time out and come back with a, another musical showcase here on our program. <laughs> 